0: Hello again. You're listening to the News at One. Muslim clerics here and faith leaders will need to review safety precautions at places of worship and increase their personal security, according to the chairperson of the Irish Muslim Council, Dr Umar al-Qadri, following an assault on him in Dublin last week. Speaking to this programme following the attack in Tala on Thursday, Dr al-Qadri, who's imam of the Blanchardstown Mosque, said it's clear to him that changes are being seen in this country and that Ireland is not immune to hatred. He said Muslim leaders have told him they will no longer travel alone after the assault on him. When I spoke to Dr Al-Khadri earlier, I began by asking him how he's been recovering from his injuries.
1: I'm fine. I'm doing very well and thank God the injuries were not severe. They were not life-changing. I have had time for recovery. I'm doing much better compared to Friday. So the Incident happened at eight forty-five approximately, and uh, people came to my aid that saw me uh, getting attacked. I obviously do not remember anything because I just was—I was knocked down. I felt unconscious. The next thing I remember is that I'm in my uh, car and I'm wondering what I'm doing here. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. looking around, I'm seeing people talking to me. I'm asking them, "Where am I? What date is it?" Mm-hmm. So I was completely. Uh, shocked. I was completely confused. The guards happened to be patrolling, which we are really, really thankful and, and fortunate about. And they drove by, I'm told, and then they came back and then they realised ambulances there, a lot of people are there, so they mm. came out and then they, they they did the interview. And then I was taken to the hospital. I had my CT scan and, and thank God uh, there was no brain injury, there was no broken jaw, just muscle damage, chipped teeth and broken teeth, that's
0: mm. it. And you had been Called to this address in Tala to carry out a wedding ceremony—is that right? So, I mean, th- th- this was something that a regular, a regular just, duty you were you were you expected to carry out.
1: Yeah, well, it was basically it was a Muslim uh, nikah, which is a blessing. It is not a civil marriage; it's not a legal marriage. So, in the afternoon, I I received a phone call from somebody who was speaking in a very you know, thick Irish accent. Mm. Who wanted an imam, not necessarily me. So he didn't ask anyone for my name. He just said, "Can we have an imam to come to the to the house?" So I asked him, "Well, where are you from?" And he told me he's half Irish, half Pakistani. I said, okay, that makes Mm. sense. He's, He's got an Irish accent. He's born here. I asked him, who are you getting married to? He said, the girl is Algerian. And I said, why don't you come down to the Islamic Center? And he said, well, we just want to do it at home because the family is here. And then I traveled in the evening to the address in Tala. When I arrived at the address... There was only one car. So I was surprised because normally, you know, you would expect a few cars Mm -hmm. there, a few guests there. Mm -hmm. So I called the number up and I was told, uh, reverse the car and come down uh, on the beginning of the road. We're standing outside the house. So I thought Google Maps has probably brought me to a wrong location. So I reversed the car, turned back and drove towards the beginning of the road. And on the side of the road, I saw then two people. I saw one person waving his Mm -hmm. hand. And I parked my car next to him. I went out of my car and to greet him, I greeted the person. I greeted the other person and I was kind of surprised because they looked... Uh, very, you know, uh, white Irish mm-hmm. and the dresses they, they were wearing. I was a bit kind of surprised, mm-hmm. but then I thought it's not really always strange because sometimes, especially with youngsters, if they're born and bred here, they're going kind to of wear the same clothes like everybody else, mm-hmm. you know? And so I then turned towards my car, the passenger door. So as soon as I Turned towards the car, that's the only thing I remember, so after that, I don't remember anything. So they had probably struck me from behind mm. from this from the left, my left side of my head, and I felt unconscious, I was knocked down, so I don't remember anything of that, but what I do remember is then being in my car and looking around and seeing people talking mm. and By the time it made sense to me that I was attacked, I called uh, i sorry I texted somebody in the Islamic center of the group. And it was 9.30. So I then called my wife. I didn't tell her what happened. I just asked her. I I noticed my my wallet was not with me. So I said to my wife, will you please call the banks and just cancel the cards? I think, uh, you know, I've been attacked. Something has happened, but don't worry. Uh, The guards obviously were there. We went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. It turns out the wallet that I thought... That I had with me, I didn't I didn't bring it with me. So that wallet was actually at home somewhere and I found it only two days ago. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't yeah, I mean, it wasn't
0: a robbery yeah. then?
1: No, it wasn't. But initially when this was all happening, the wallet wasn't there, so I said, I can't find my wallet. So the, the investigation was robbery and assault. But right now, the the wallet is didn't leave the house, so it wasn't taken. So it is actually an assault investigation now.
0: And Dr. Al Qadri, what's been what's been the impact of this on your own family, but on the Muslim community more widely?
1: You know, after the attack, I have had so many people, of course, worried in mosques. People are praying, um, and they're all you know trying to contact me, reach me, trying to find out, and they're all worried about the fact that this is an attack not just on an ordinary person, Muslim, you know, it's an attack on one of the uh, leaders of the Muslim community, of the faith leaders, and they see this as something that they should, they are very worried. And I I have told them that, listen, let's wait for the Garda investigation. You know, we, we need to find out who they are, the culprits, and we need to find out what the motives are. Because if this is an attack just on me personally, then it's a different thing. But if this is an attack on me because i am a muslim because i am a faith leader mm. i'm a prominent irish you know muslim leader that changes everything that ch- that changes everything for the whole community so i would then like to sit down with the government and look at what needs to be done to prevent this from happening the the last number of months, I mean I have been here 21 years and I've spoken against extremism, I've spoken against Islamist militants, against terrorism but but I have never been attacked you see. Mm -hmm. So right now I have spoken the last number of months against racism, I have spoken against this prevalence of anti-Muslim sentiments, anti-migrant sentiments in the country and now suddenly I am attacked. So mm-hmm. so I mean I don't want to say anything before the guards come out with mm-hmm. the with with their with their report. But if it turns out, and it will be more likely, I mean, I think there is no other reason. I mean, the people that attacked me, they were, you know, I mean, they looked mm-hmm. Irish and but they went through a whole procedure. They didn't just randomly. They they yeah. they called, they asked for yeah. an imam. They asked, they actually filled in the application form for the document, for the marriage cert. So they went through all this to to attack me. And I think I'm so thankful to the Irish lady and to Glenda uh, and and Mm -hmm. the two men who were there um, that helped me. Because if they were not there, this could have been very differently this the result would have been differently and i may but, not have been able to probably to speak to you now
0: and what more widely in the in the wider community has been the reaction to this have you have you got messages from from
1: non muslim people oh I, I i have my emails the islamic centers emails my whatsapp and the uh, twitter is completely filled with messages positive messages from people solidarity from people and i'm so thankful to them and i i don't define this, you know, I mean, when I look at what happened last Thursday night, I think out of it, something so positive has come out because it has shown me that I was right. The vast majority of Irish people do not, are not, you know, racist. Mm -hmm. They are not anti-Muslim or anti-migrant. They are, they are people that are amazing, friendly, warm, compassionate. They define what it is to be Irish. and I am so thankful to them, you Nagore know, Milgav to them for their lovely messages of support. And I, I I don't have words, you know I'm so happy to be in this beautiful country where I feel I am not alone. and I, I would say the same to the community that we are not alone.
0: Do you think though, Dr. Alkadri, you might have to to review how you respond to the, the sort of request you got last Thursday night? You might have to look again at your own security?
1: yeah, we basically this is not just you know me. all the faith leaders, all the imams and in Ireland, they will have to review that in terms of you know they have, have to have precautions have to be taken in place uh, in terms of them going to any 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 religious or spiritual meeting. They also have to. Take precautions not to travel alone, for example, to ensure that they know the people they are tra- they are meeting. Uh, and I think also the the mosques and the places of worship. The security needs to be also increased because I mean, look f- for me. I have always said this in the past. Ireland is amazing, it's unique. But that does not mean that in Ireland we are immune to hate. It's It doesn't mean we're immune. It just means that hatred hasn't really infiltrated us yet. But now we can see a little bit the changes. And in New Zealand, a country a couple of years ago, there was this horrific incident where although the whole vast majority of the society is wonderful, it's amazing, but it just took one criminal to... Attack two mosques on a Friday, and uh, you know, kill kill countless of innocent people, worshippers, and and I think that the message is that we just need to make sure that we have all these security measures in place to prevent anything wrong anything negative you know to happen and and that's that's something that my community is uh, focused on it's now i mean i've had messages from different mosque leaders imams they try to visit me and they're all saying that We need to have now security measures in place. Uh, So imams are not going to travel alone. They're not going to go to a place that they do not know. If anybody would like to have a religious blessing, they would be asked to come and travel to the mosque rather than the imam travelling. So Mm -hmm. things will change, absolutely.
0: And that was the chairman of the Irish Muslim Council, Dr Umar al-Qadri.